you've looked all over the country, St. Louis, Albuquerque, LA, and you can't find it. You've sped all around, avoided the resistance, avoided machine gun Joe Viterbo, but you just can't look, you can't find it. And it happens to be at the home of my dear friend, Mr. President. My children, I give you what you want. It's the Lost Remote Podcast. I'm Arthur, joined by Zach and Brian, and today I'm very excited to talk about Death Race 2000. It's the future, it's the year 2000, and it's the running of the 20th Great Race, a cross-country race where timing and kills are just as important. The race is the gift of my good friend, Mr. President, but the resistance, led by Thomasina Payne, wants this to be the last one. With racers like Matilda the Hun, Machine Gun Joe Viterbo, and my dear pal, Frankenstein, the body count and odometer will go through the roof. It's the Roger Corman production, Paul Bartell classic, Death Race 2000. Gentlemen, first time viewings, going back to the old rules, just lay it on me. What do we think? I'm I'm disappointed there, Arthur Ponder, that you for, <laughs> forgot to mention Nero the hero and all of his four minutes of glory. <laughs> oh, Calamity Jane. <laughs> yeah. yeah I wasn't giving you all the rate. There's a thing where you say like one, two, three, and then you can talk about the rest. Calamity oh. Jane, the fortune teller from Warlock. <laughs> I immediately Was it really? Her. I didn't recognize yes. her. Awesome. Mary, Mary Warnoff's great. Um, yeah. I just, I recognize Nero the hero and I love the little accent that he had. <laughs> yeah, is that Martin Cove from yeah some uh, Karate Kid? No, exactly. Like, there's not a ton of racers, but they're all great characters. Yeah. Even yeah. Though... Okay. Okay. So you want to know? I, okay. So here's me, and the movie is starting. So I know who's in it for a little bit. You know, I'm like, okay, I know a few characters. It's like I I wonder who the hero is going to be. I. I am not certain. At the beginning of the movie, I'm like, who am I supposed to be rooting for? <laughs> <laughs> right. No one. Like, this is just a bunch of terrible people. Or, you know, in, in, in our standards. But, like, I just was like, wait a minute. There's, there's no one to root for in this race at the beginning of the race. I wonder so. where this is going. Then they introduce this resistance element. I'm like, oh, well. And that's it's, not exactly who you're rooting for either. It's just weird. You weren't rooting for Frankenstein right off the bat? No, I, I wasn't. You weren't, you weren't rooting for I, the, I, the resistance of Looney Tunes? <laughs> no, I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, when they did uh, that, but that, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll get to it. That was hilarious. Yeah. Fake tunnel. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I was like, well, I don't have a real hero to be like, okay, this is our person that's we we're going to be following throughout the race, and they're going to be the good guy. I guess I'll pick a favorite based on just shallow good looks. <laughs> so I was like, well, it's going to be either Calamity Jane. Or Nazi chick. It took me a while to get her name. <laughs> Matilda, Matilda the Hun. Matilda, yeah, Matilda <laughs> with the her Hun. Good, like, okay. With her navigator, the lovable Nazi navigator, Herman the German. That just like, holy Jeez. cow. Holy These were all wrestlers. Cow. 
personalities, by the way. I was just like, this yeah. race is going to be win- won by the real master race, a woman. <laughs> like, wow, that's foreshadowing. But like, I was just like, man, I I guess that's all I got. And so it unlike, started to become more. Yeah. Bad. Unlike you, Brian, I did know who the hero of this movie was supposed to be because I fell asleep during the 2006 remake <laughs> where Jason Statham was Frankenstein. <laughs> So I knew who was supposed to be the hero. <laughs> that one's basically and, the longest yard meets Death Race 2000. Yeah. 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 Not bad. But it's not, not bad. This movie. I just, it just, I wasn't in the mood to watch it. I remember I, I might have uh, had a little bit of fun before that movie came. We started watching it. So, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, and I also knew because I, uh, David Carradine was top billing. And so whenever I heard the the voice and, Saw that intimidating stick man Frankenstein. <laughs> I, but like, what an introduction though! You've got Paul Bartel as a doctor Ooh, talking about that was you know. that was cool. The introduction was cool. Like, I mean, that this whole movie looks like it had half the budget of the Phantom Empire though. <laughs> uh, you think? I was actually watching no, it with how many highways. Way more locations. Yeah, I'm impressed with how many yeah, highways they got to shoot they didn't on. They have a lot stuff. of location. Yeah. No, I'm just it's it's in that old uh, you know, that 60s, 70s uh, kind of run and gun. Like there are no permits for this movie. They're like, <laughs> you know, it's like hurry, film it, go, film it, go. Yeah. <laughs> no second right. takes. It was awesome. I loved. It. I I did I, like it. I want to just... get one thing out of the way real quick. So prior to the show, Arthur was saying, oh, guys, you should have let me know that the Tubi version was censoring the nudity. And we were like, it's cool. We'll talk about it on the podcast. So Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and bring it that, up. That, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was All just right. like, eh, it's no big deal. I really want to know if they censored anything else. Yeah. Because so, I so have actually... noticed right out the gate that a lot of the kills were cut away really quick. I have to watch it again, but I don't think so. I, I think they cut away because, like, the, I, th- I, I had done, I only did the 2B viewing because I wanted to see what you were seeing because I had the same kind of theory. But, like, I vaguely remember, like, so that was, that was my big, com- like, problem is, like, uh, so, like, just for reference, like, I, I, I thought it might happen. That's why I told you guys, just, like, let me know and I'll get you the movie. But, you know, one of the things is this is one of those futuristic movies where everybody's in the same kind of room and nudity's not a big deal, but yet they block it out on this screening and yet keep beheadings and like uh, knives to the groin and stuff like that in the yeah. thing, right? And I, well, I think, that- Brian, based on like the, the budget question, like I think I remember the kills being about what they were. And I'm going to give it another viewing soon, and I'll let That's you know. That's what I wanted to know, because I wasn't certain. Yeah. I was like, well, if they were censoring that, did they cut away from the kills? I don't think so. So I saw them were whenever... really quick cuts, yeah. really quick cuts. I was like, whoa, yeah, that's the movie. we didn't even get to see what was happening. Yeah. The, well, and I think that's just uh, simply to do with the, I got uh, actually uh, machine gun Joe Viterbo when I was watching it when he guns the audience I thought the audience gets shown getting thing But like it would be too much to like edit the audio down and stuff like that to edit around this So un- unfortunately, I don't have like the answer during the podcast, but I'll follow up 
Oh, okay. Uh, so what I was thinking, uh, honestly, the first time when it cuts away and they're in there getting the group massage, I thought it was censored for the like, just simply because of uh, they're filming it for to air to people. You know what right. I mean? Like that. So I that thought, would, oh, no, that's, that'd sense. be kind of no, cool. no. I knew, I knew it was the the censor style was not uh, the same censor style they yeah. would have used in the seventies. Right. So I was like, no, this is modern censorship. Oh well, you know, but I thought I that was. That kind, I liked it. I thought, oh, that'd be cool if they did that. And then, you know, just simply because, hey, we're showing them on TV to America here in the, you know, and, yeah. but no. And then the, the next scene, you get it with, with Stud Muffin Frankenstein taking his uh, navigator to bed. Okay, real quick. I want to read this because I wanted to read the quote. We got a little out of order here, but like Brian's saying he doesn't know who the hero is. Yet in the first five minutes, we get like this introduction from the announcer. Frankenstein, Frankenstein the legend, Frankenstein the indestructible, sole survivor of the Titanic pileup in 95, only two-time winner of the Transcontinental Road Race, Frankenstein, ripped up, wiped out, battered, shattered, creamed and reamed, a dancer on the brink of death, Frankenstein who lost a leg in 98, an arm in 99, with half a face and half a chest and all the guts in the world, he's back. How is that not your hero, Brian? I don't know, you could say the same about Darth Vader. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's because Obi-Wan had the high ground. Okay. You could, but it wasn't out yet. A Anakin, Anakin, I have the high ground. Oh, there's so many good <laughs> memes on YouTube for that scene. Yeah. Anakin, Speaking I'm going to jump. Mean, like, I'm with gonna the way jump. Frankenstein looks, was Darth Vader ripped off from Frankenstein? It feels am... a little bit like it, but I really prefer the way Darth Vader um, turned <laughs> out. Um, I am like... going to say that's probably a big no. Um, this movie. Oh, wow. Never mind. Maybe. Yeah. Because this came out, what, two years before? Yes, Zach. A New Hope? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, but all right. So why? Let's not <laughs> dwell too much on that. Yeah. No, I'm not going to call it or anything i'm just since you brought it up and caught me very well i mean and and also i mean accurately. it's not like frankenstein frankenstein may be the uh favorite in the race and uh and a, you know you know a sports legend of death racing but uh <laughs> it's not like he's the actual like i i i wasn't because I had no idea about what the setting was going to be, but then uh, you know, as as things started to progress, I was like, okay, this is a kind of dystopian future. This is some sort of gladiatorial race. There's going to be probably someone involved that is more of a hero of the people rather than a favorite of the people. You know, like mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. but Frankenstein was the favorite because sure. you know he was a legend of the race, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's the good guy. Um. And I didn't get that impression for a good while. And even after it was expressed that he was probably the good guy, he still wasn't a good guy. <laughs> like, it, the this movie was a, a little wacky to me. Like, yeah. not not well, in a bad way. Like, this is a wacky film. Period. Have, have but, you ever watched the uh, like the documentary yep. on like the the Corman people? You know, like just the Corman timeline around then and like who all went through, you know, working under him and stuff like that. Like Bartell's a wacky guy. There's a lot of wacky stuff going through that Corman like production house. Uh, like, I think it, it, it is a wacky movie. That's just 
I okay, so like I talk about to me like Killer Clowns from Outer Space and people are like, "Oh, is that a that's a that's one of those bad movies, right?" I'm like, "No. It's like a King of the Bees to me. Like it's yeah. right at the top of like very quality low budget. Like it is goofy, it is everything, but it's like well done." This is another yeah, the like concept just, is is weird and strange, but the actual execution is mm -hmm. very professional. This so. having seen it again is right up there as like a king of the bees for me too. Like it just the wacky mixes with like the over the top violent, with the absurd, with I don't know, man. Like yeah, yeah. In, in modern like more contemporary terms, you'd put Slither in this group. I need to give a Slither another watch. I remember enjoying it. But I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, no, it, it's very, it's very good, and I, I would consider it a high-budget film. It's yeah. just, you know, the concept, the concept is a wacky one, um, and there's a great deal of humor in it. But it's also not. Mm -hmm. it, it it does respect itself and its genre. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's does, I, does I like the Slither a lot. Slither have a. Uh, uh, Matador fighting a car bull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, he lasted yeah, let's a lot talk... longer than I thought he was. So it's yeah, the... I was like, Calamity Jane's not a very bright driver because uh, just swerve a little bit to that direction. <laughs> He's standing. He's having fun. He's having I... fun. It's for the listeners. Like, it's the year 2000 during this race, right? And they've got to get across America. I still don't know how the rules work exactly. Like, how much time to the points overwrite, you know, because you get points for killing people, uh, for running them over. There's modifiers based on the people's age uh, as a baby, way of population. most points. Yeah. <laughs> it's population control. It's the, it's the both ends yeah. of the spectrum. The elderly and the babies uh, get some points. But, like, there are people, like, there's a daughter of Frankenstein that sacrifices herself to him, there's somebody that goes out and tries to win the affection of Calamity Jane and bullfight her car or whatever. Uh, you know, there's people that risk death, including, what do you think about the chicken crew? Uh, I three love greasers, the chicken crew. <laughs> three greasers get, open up a pothole and, <laughs> you know, play chicken with getting out of the and way the of the first, car. You know, the most satisfying part about that was when the two assholes locked the third guy out and then they leaked out and uh, looked up and Sylvester Stallone come flying and nailed them. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I love when I gotta he jumps say, on the, the manhole cover and he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> I got to say, even though like I wasn't the, like a huge fan of the movie in general, this is probably my favorite Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Well, that, what are you talking about? Did. That you're not a fan of this movie in general. That fight scene between Doctor Frankenstein and Joe—that was some of the worst choreography for a fight. Well, uh, now, hey. like, okay, okay. I'm when, just when I say it's like, uh, you know, the, I, I I had different expectations, uh, but it it's it it I I was able I was able to watch it without you know getting incredibly bored. That's good. Uh, yeah, but, I, I laughed a lot. Uh, but this. a lot of that was Sylvester Stallone's performance in this. I loved. I was like, man, I want more bad guy Sylvester Stallone. This is awesome. Machine Gun Joe is is a delight. You're, um, you're dead. Yeah, he is. I'm driving through the creek bed <laughs> to catch you. <laughs> and I believe this is his first kind of legit movie. He was in like that 
kind of pornish film first. What was um, it called? The Italian Stallion? Is that what it's called? I, I there's there's something uh, I don't think it's that. Let me let me look it up if they have the uh we'll talk about that in a second. Uh I but just, no, I think he's great in there, especially for Oh, he is awesome in this. He's just really I love this. him. I was like, Man. Oh, the party at Kitty and Studs where he plays Stud. And then mm-hmm. like I know there's a couple other things on his roster, but like this was his main like you know, big character, like one of the first ones he did. Um, I don't know. There's a couple other credits, but I don't think he did much in them. But this this one, man, Machine Gun Joe Viterbo is a great character. And if they had done like another year of the race, I wouldn't have minded it. You know, he's yeah. he's so over the top. He's got like that chip, like that, you know, why do they like Frankenstein more than me? And he's always looking to take it out. And he's just, you know, yeah, he's a, he's a delight in here. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, we talk about Frankenstein, so we're introduced to this guy in black that, you know, is ready for any S&M party. Um, and he's introduced as, like, having just come back from getting his hand worked on. Um, really, so the guy is, like, every year there's a different Frankenstein, but the audience doesn't know it. Uh, he's, like, a super soldier for racing. <laughs> Uh, and he's also looking to take out Mr. President and end the race. So kind yeah. of puts it on the same side as our rebels. How do, how do we like Thomasina Payne? <laughs> he's, uh, I don't know, such a weird character. The first time I saw it, I was kind of like, that whole plot line was weird to me. But like, as it's gone on, yeah. like, the performance, um, it's, it's one that grew on me. Um, I just thought the whole plot was like, Everything outside of the actual death race was weird to me. And, yeah. Well, the death race was also a little weird, but like, it just it 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 felt like man, you didn't need this. We could have just done a whole, you know, like Smokey and the Bandit or you know Cannibal Run kind of just like this is a movie about racing <laughs> if, and killing if, people. I mean, if they did that, we wouldn't have gotten the rebel guy dressed as the old lady putting the baby bomb in the way, like. That's the Looney Tunes Rebellion. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yep. No, I, I, I. The fake I, tunnel. <laughs> the fake tunnel is so awesome, and I also like the uh, the landmines that weren't buried. <laughs> yeah. I put some dirt Landy around this. Oh, was going to get close. away, but they kept teasing it. Was, oh like, man. She fine. Yeah. She fine? No. Damn. I Killing thought she all was the hotties as well. They did kill all the hotties. I'm sorry. Ooh. One survived. True. Almost didn't. Married Frankenstein. Yeah. Because, you know, what glorifies you to be a leader of a country is being the best driver. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my good friend, Mr. Mr. Frankenstein, did it. Um, mm-hmm. The Like, to me, like, there's all those side characters. Like, you've got the... What's his name? The announcer that's also in Gremlins. Uh, that and that's where it's like there's that there's that Corman family. He's part of it. Bartell's part of it. Warnoff's part of it. You know, and as people would split off and direct something or make something, you know, uh, Joe Dante came up from that family of movie making. So of course he brought that guy along to be in Gremlins. You know, there's all these little like good luck charms and branches of the tree. And I just I think it's one of those things that as you go on and see stuff that 
exists after this and have watched more movies, like seeing those roots of them, you know, doing the earlier stuff. I, I, I just love it even more. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what is it? Don Steele is Junior Bruce, the real, <laughs> the the announcer guy. I, I There's a certain oh, level yeah. of camp they top it tap into that it just it just gets me uh bartell and don Steele. oh this no this is well done like it, it's the the energy that 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 they bring in this is really spectacular and i'm, I'm talking about oh, everybody is. that's in it it's it nothing's really i mean david carradine is what david carradine is and everything yeah. you know what i mean like he no his his delivery's pretty consistent in everything he does. So, but Love like Garrity. you get, yeah, but you get great performances out of. I mean, I think everybody in this it was fantastic. It's it's a fun watch. It's something I'm glad you brought to the table to see. I mean, I know it's not the great it's not the greatest movie in the world to me, but it was. I've watched it twice because I watched it when we were originally going to record, and then I had to watch it again over the weekend <laughs> to record this. Well, it's one of those nobody's above it. So, everybody's into the thing. Yeah. As no matter how weird it is, um, there's just a quirky kind of filmmaking that I don't feel like works as much anymore. That works here. I I um, I think it would work. I just think uh, with the amount of practical and stuff that the effects and stuff they put into this, I think is also one thing that helps it work. Because mm -hmm. if it was something like this now, 98% of the movie would be CGI'd in, and it. <laughs> How talking about that, like there's like two different times where we'll do like the cutaway. What are what are the paintings called when it's like supposed to be the background? Is that like matte painting? Matte painting. Yeah. <laughs> there's like you know, they're like in a high school football stadium for the race, and all of a sudden it's like future city. Future <laughs> New future York. City. And there's one yeah. with like, a cartoon you... tram. <laughs> yeah. There's like one well, video of like the race tram. where like you see like a little dot zipping through it. But like they yeah. don't do that often, but it's funny when they do. Uh, and like, all right, so the weird, all right, so Mr. President at the start, when he kicks off the race, like, that's <laughs> weird, Dallas. right? Yeah. Huh? Huh? What'd you say about what, Dallas? That, that was not Mr. President kicking off the race. That was a, that was a religious, that was a holy man. Uh, that was the president, though. Yeah, that was Mr. President. The, president. the little video guy. where he's on the steps. Oh, oh, the video. Oh, I thought oh, you meant oh, the actual oh, guy you. in the robe. No, 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 no. Like, so that weird video thing <laughs> yeah, where he's, yeah, like, yeah, on, video. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gozer's steps and, like, the glowing <laughs> yeah, light yeah, yeah. in the background. When, yeah. So, did either of you, I think I asked, did either of you ever see Heat Vision and Jack? No. Okay. No, you have talked about it, though. Okay. So, what's funny is at the beginning of that, Ben Stiller's introducing the show because he produced it. And he's going, he's talking about, like, I've got two Emmys. How many do you have, George Lucas? You know, and whatever. And then at the end of the like introduction, he goes, "Now I give you what you want." And he puts out his hand, and a little light comes out of it. Weirdest reference to a movie ever is him doing a reference to Death Race 2000 when he's introducing his Fox pilot in the 90s. Um, but <laughs> so there awesome. is, yeah. So there is a uh, a Death Race 2000 uh, effect out there somewhere. You know, it's... well, I really like what who who made this movie Power Studios or whatever is at the beginning. I like how the opening credits. It's uh, they went to a, a like local middle school and it's like, hey kids, who wants to draw or paint these cars or 
pic, uh, you know, color these pictures. We're gonna put them in a movie. <laughs> but I enjoyed. It. I was like, whenever uh, that happened, made I was a like, film with Roger Corman before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, this is what this is. <laughs> that was instantly like, this is. There's gonna. This is gonna end two ways. I'm either gonna have a lot of fun, or I'm gonna want to rip my eyes out. <laughs> you know what's funny is you talk about the budget. But it's thing, fun. That's that's a good catch there. It's like. When I was watching it, the thing I got was like, wow, I forgot when Corman actually had a budget on movies. Because like a lot of times later, it would be like, hey, we have footage from our other stuff. Put that in there. And yeah. like this was one of those rare like we used all the original footage. You know, like there wasn't, you know, if you watch if you watch uh, Deathstalker 2, you get about 10 good minutes of Deathstalker cut in there. If you watch Deathstalker 3... You've got footage from both of one and two in there, you know, like just like <laughs> remixed to make it seem like people from the first movie are characters in the bar and stuff like that. Um, you know, like I remember when we watched one and two one night together with some friends and it was like, yo, we saw this part already. <laughs> um, so it was kind of funny. Like I had the exact opposite. I was like, man, Corman used to have more of a budget for his films. And it's like. And you got to remember though, this this came out at a time when there was not really mass movies made, right? Like, yeah, there was like is, a VHS market to rely on here. Yeah, and so you know, this went. I mean, this somebody put their money a lot, you know, good money into making this film. It's not like, yeah, you know, if it sucks, we can just release it on VHS or we'll just throw it in Redbox on DVD or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They they took a swing. So I mean I I think it was pretty good. I like the like Brian is right. Sylvester Stallone's character makes this is is a really great part. Probably makes this movie because yeah. his reaction and overreaction to everything yeah. is just great. Yeah. Now this is this would have been see Arthur when we went to go see the Batman. Mm -hmm. I would have rather seen this at the drive-in. Absolutely. This is a drive-in. I think this, this would was be a great perfect drive-in. Drive like. Speak, speaking of, this is out of order real quick. Uh, this July, I'm going to Memphis for Joe Bob's Drive-In Jamboree, a three-night uh, drive-in festival, and I'm really excited. So just throwing nice. that out there since you mentioned drive-in. No, this is 100% a drive-in movie. Uh, yeah. $300,000 budget is the estimated. So. Well, uh, what's that now with inflation? They made that In 75, I mean, like a what, $2 million dollar movie. So. Good stuff. I mean, it's it's a fun movie. Uh, I uh, some of the things like I, I thought Franken uh, Frankenstein was going to kill the uh, the navigator after she you know she tried to set him up to get captured a few times. Yeah. So his navigator, we find out, is the what great granddaughter of Thomasina Payne. Just granddaughter. Just the okay. granddaughter. Yeah. Okay. And so she's been kind of inserted here to. Uh, Get, eliminate Frankenstein and get him replaced with a body double that is definitely not. Um, that was the, so, sorry, brother. <laughs> yeah, the their 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 attempt to try to switch him was very not great. Uh, yeah, uh, the no, I'm the no, I'm spinning. <laughs> Do what, Brian? No, I'm spinning. <laughs> I'm pretty much. I got you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like their attempts were very poorly planned, uh, and everything is how far away is he? 
well, he's 50 miles away. All right. In about 30 minutes, we're going to start working on this trap. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, they're driving 200 miles an hour, 50 minutes. I'm sorry. He'll be here in 15. All right, 14 minutes. Let's start rolling stuff out there to capture him. Like, what the hell? <laughs> because none of their none of their uh, little traps were set up very much in advance. It's just uh, the Hun is... <laughs> But drove into it. That would have been even better, Brian, if they would have set that up against the wall. And it looked yeah. just like the wild guy already slamming into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that no. cracked it me. It was up. just it was <laughs> folks. Okay. Folks. We, I must we gotta talk about it. clearly describe this fake tunnel. So it's on an open road. Not a, a huge mountainous area. Like it's not like it's not driving into a tunnel. It's driving off of a cliff, and they have this large cardboard cutout, and it's not very big. And they just turn it to where it just says go through this detour, and the point is the car is to drive through the fake tunnel in the large cardboard cutout <laughs> and drive off of the cliff. But if anyone were to use their peripheral vision, they would see that it is just a cardboard cutout <laughs> of a brick wall and a hole in it. <laughs> there's and nothing beside this. Guy. Yeah, there's, there, there's, it would be fine if it was against the wall because then you'd be like, oh, there's more area here instead of empty space. They, they were revolutionaries so like on the, a budget. Yeah, they were. They're like, boy, I hope this works. Because if they only made their Oh, well, we've lost why? 25 bucks. Yeah, they only made that tunnel, that fake tunnel big enough for one car. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Detour. Uh, that was so. Whenever I saw them standing it up, I had to pause the movie. It took me like a couple minutes to get through because I started cracking up so much. I was like, "There is no way this is gonna work. There's no way one of these characters, these elite drivers, these masters of observation, are gonna fall for this." And then these people of at least average intelligence. Like, <laughs> but nah. And it would have been greater the resistance. Yeah, whenever whenever she drove through it, if they would have added the fa uh, the falling sound from Looney Tunes, that'd have been perfect as well. The yo or Disney. <laughs> yeah, that's that's goofy. That's that's. Goofy. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or the no, what, there's... what's his face that yell that well known yell. That's who? always used in a bunch of movies. There's a oh, yell. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> even in Star Wars, I can't remember the name of it. It's it's a specific yell. Oh man, that this is just this movie is a fun time. I did. Um, I like the plan at the end. Uh, once uh, I, I I I laughed also. So uh, I'll not go completely to the end. I liked when uh, the elimination of uh, Machine Gun Joe. I thought that was pretty hilarious. The which part? The the elimination of Machine Gun Joe. Oh yeah. yeah. I like that Frank. So Frankenstein 
he reveals that he's not a grotesque creature and early on in the film he takes off his mask which has like latex underneath it to make him look like he's all disfigured but he's just you know it's david carradine looking like david carradine <laughs> and uh so but he never will take off his glove on his right hand and finally he shows his navigator what it is and he has a grenade like embedded in this hand and to eliminate Machine Gun Joe, they take off the hand and throw it in Joe's car. <laughs> I was upset. I was like, "But the plan!" Yeah, the plan <laughs> to kill the to, to kill the president was to have him shake hands with the grenade hand. <laughs> yeah, grenade hand rules. Hey, you know, it totally ruins uh, the um, the look of it when it was so solid. Whenever he's using it to shift gears and grip the steering wheel for the entire movie. <laughs> I think there's a moment of grace we can give a 75 movie, you know. On no, LV. I like it. it. But whenever <laughs> I saw it, I was like, he just had it gripped around the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he was able to use it when he was caressing his navigator, you know. And he was he was able to use it as a, uh, I guess, no, that, that would explain, though, why that hit on Machine Gun Joe in the garage and, and the ABQ was so devastating because yeah. he got smoked with the metal hand. Yeah, he could have gotten the grenade. Caressing Brian, did you get ex- like, that reminds me of how much like nudity is actually in this movie. Yeah. Because of how much they censored it. Not very well either. Uh no. Like I was like, man, whoever did this did this in like ten minutes. And, so, and again, that's the thing. It's like, but even why did they do it? Like, you've got this movie that's hyper violent, um, you know. And if you like, why again? Why is that our thing where it's like, all right, we can well, show? Well, I think it's because it's not behind a paywall. And I think that's exactly what anyone it is. can it's not behind a paywall. It. Um, <sighs> and but there's I, other I stuff assume, on there that like, shows nudity. If there was, if it, if, if it was a brief nudity situation, I'd be you know more understanding of them not doing it. But if they hadn't done it, there'd have been like some straight up ass shots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were just, know, just like, they well, were it's just, a shame I'm missing this ass shot of this hot chick, but oh well. They were just yeah, letting everyone hang today. out. It's just, it's weird because they have content on there that is just like let it rip. And they have so many different like midnight movie yeah. type things. They, and to go yeah, through and true. just like, that's true. It's to me, it makes me think there's just like no one ever, like if they got a a deal from one library. Maybe it was the TV edits for something else. Like they didn't bother getting the other like well, renovated I, ones or something. I don't, I don't know about well, that though, because distri- they didn't edit out language. Distributed edit. If this was distributed as edited, they still like, I don't think so. Cause the, the actual censorship job was not that they didn't censorship, like not that they didn't successfully censor things. It's just, they overly censored. Right. Yeah. Like well, the the sensor bubble was... never changed size. It it and it it, it stayed yep. up even when it was not necessary, particularly in the in the scene with the navigator. I was like, it's just covering her arm now, and it's still there. Why is it still covering there? Covering his arm, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so and it was just like, what the? I think no. it was just a, like Brian said. I think it was a quick edit to it that they did for stuff. streaming. But because the and the reason why I say that too is because Arthur, I thought if they were if they would have got a censorship uh, a censored cut, you would have had a lot of the language out of it. I mean, yeah, they I drop, think because um, being in the seventies, they drop a lot of shit and stuff like that for yeah. you know. So uh, they probably did but, it in house. 
I, you know what the most exciting part of the movie to me was? Is when they announced their second stop. And uh, Weird Al just popped into my head. And I was like, they're going to ah, Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> I always hear the... What, is it like the Simpsons spelling bee? Where it's like Albuquerque. That's Albuquerque. Or something like that. Well, then there's, and, you know... In the Weird Al song, money. Should have gone left and out. Takes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing. And you yeah. know, we talk about the Looney Tune resistance. <laughs> that's right. Which actually sounds like a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I might have gotten more Looney Tunes in this than uh, Space Jam 2. Yep. yep. Did you see Space Jam 2? Uh, I watched a couple minutes of it. Did you watch it's the fun. part that I liked? The like, end of uh, no, not yet. Probably. I know you told me to check that out. That's pretty much what I like. I said I was like, man, I wish that was kind of like the whole movie. Yeah, kinda like the a, end, a, a labyrinth situation. Yeah, yeah. The end of it was fun. The, no, not the end, Zach. The, the the basketball game is what I'm talking about. No, the gathering. No, like the traversing oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Properties. And I like that too. Right. Yeah, I like that as well, Brian. I know what you're talking about. Like. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. And yeah, I'm a boy. Uh, so, coyote. any other TV. thoughts on the great race, on the characters, scenes, anything? <laughs> I know how Matilda would have fall, uh, survived her fall and made it to Albuquerque if, if she had kept the tray table up <laughs> and a seat in the full upright position. <laughs> Not following the joke. I know. Yeah. It's, it's in the Weird Al Albuquerque song. Great. The plane crash. Back. The plane crashes. Jeez, man. <laughs> I told you what it made uh, me think of, dude. It's I, random, yeah, random it, shit. It pops really hit in you there. hard, <laughs> dude. I was starting to sing the song. Okay, <laughs> go to A. Albuquerque. B. E. Kirky. <laughs> That's Albuquerque. Anyway, good times. Uh, Brian, sweet treat. I thought I had one. I don't think so. Uh, oh no! <laughs> I have no, a sweet. What was it? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead, man. It's not really a sweet treat, but uh, after the ass beating, hey, uh, Sylvester Stone was telling the truth in Rocky that he never had his nose broke before. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing, man. I, I watched this twice, so all all, all little stupid <laughs> references and other stuff come into play. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think there was much of a sweet treat. Like when this one was hard for me to get into that way. Yeah. No, I, just, I get it, that. It didn't seem like it had that kind of a feel to it. Oh, I, I, I don't have a sweet treat, but I have a weird coincidence that Sylvester Stallone and um, David Carradine were in a movie called Cannonball that came out in 1976, and it's a race from L.A. to New York. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to watch it now that I was looking at like, um, you know, and and Mary Warnov's in there as well, and in yeah, IMDb, did you see the fact on Mary on there? No, <laughs> it's it mentions that she couldn't drive yet, and so all her driving scenes she's getting towed around. <laughs> in in uh in Cannonball it says a Cannonball, so I guess she wasn't driving in this either, or maybe they shot this first, or I don't know. I, I can tell because that little model whipping around every once in a while in there was pretty great. 
There's a funny. I, I, what, what I really like about the driving in this, sorry, Arthur, is uh, I like how they're all driving like 15 miles an hour and it's the frame rates just sped way up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. classic no, little speed and, video. And the, the where, where I got it, where it was most painfully obvious is when she's uh, uh, Calamity Jane is chasing the biker. And she hits the dirt on the side of the road. It just stops. Yes. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it was looking pretty good until that little spot. Yeah, it looked, the, speed the other ramp. stuff looked good. Mm -hmm. So, Sorry, I didn't mean to jump. No, you're good. Um, yeah, I definitely want to watch Cannonball sometime. Um, you know, and obviously there's Cannonball Run, but. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, no, at the start, talking about the driving. <laughs> There's a, uh, I forget which one of the racers, when they're doing like the introductions, they take their hand off the wheel to wave. You see the car kind of jerk to the side for a second. <laughs> and when it switches angles, it's straight again and their hands on the wheel. But it was, it I was, think uh, that's Nero. Yeah. <laughs> and I had uh, the hardest time figuring out what the hell his car was supposed to be whenever I first watched it. And then the announcer says, it's a lion. I'm like, yeah. Oh. I, I like oh. that. Uh, and Nero not fiddling around here. Like all the introductions are great. All the dialogue so over the top. The way I like. There's a couple other notes I took. Uh, oh, what was it when I heard Nero introducing himself? Today, California. Or no, that was the Nazi group. The, Today, California. Tomorrow, the world. <laughs> Tomorrow, the world. Um, Nero the, was. Nero huh? had this line. He's like, "When you, Cleopatra get down, all my fans want to see me." And then her yeah. response is. Well, they've never seen a has been. <laughs> Amazing, so good. The other, the other thing I really like is that is the end. Whenever Frankenstein's saying, you know, the race is going to go away, and the announcer's yeah. protesting with it, and that whole speech about sure it's violent, but it's the way we love it. You know, the whole speaking for America thing. A violent, violent, violent. Ah, oh, man, it's it's just a delight. Good stuff. Ah. Uh... I think are we are we wanting to rank this or pair this? Uh, well, we'll do both. Yeah, let's do pair first? it first. Sounds like you're wanting to maybe jump a little out of order, Zach. Yeah, man, I've got a good pairing with this. That yeah. uh, I will watch this with the original Mad Max. Hmm. Which order? I will watch uh, Death Race 2000 first, and then go for Mad Max to close. Uh, Road it Warrior. You'll go for Mad Max. I will go for the original Mad Max, yes. So the Road I like Warrior? Road Warrior, no. Mad Max is the first one. The Road is Warrior is Mad Max 2. Okay. And we will just all avoid the Thunderdome. <laughs> What's wrong with Thunderdome? Uh, nothing. I just... It's... No! The the first he's three. just, he's a, just child. a child! With Master Blaster! Uh, Ten minutes only him leave. Who, all right, so there's one scene I'll at least watch. Who who runs Barter Town? <laughs> who runs Barter Town? Ryan, who, who watches what with Death Race 2000? Uh, I'm gonna go with um a movie that's popped up recently on uh, Prime and uh, immediately remembered it and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to watch this at some point and maybe it'll be a suggestion soon, depending on when it's supposed to leave Prime. I don't know. But I'm gonna go with uh, Solar Babies. Ooh, I've been wanting to rewatch that and see how it goes. Oh, uh, you have the opportunity. It's on Prime. Solar on Prime. Babies, they make a dreams come true. 
what what's the order? Soul we'll start with Death Race and then uh, and finish up with Soul of Babies. Basically in release order. Yeah. Um, for me, when I watch something like this, I want to watch more Paul Bartel, who was the doctor at the start and the director, and I want to watch more Mary Warnoff. I don't think I've picked Eating Raul before on here. Have I? Um... I want to watch Eating Raul with this. Um, this is early 80s Corman uh, stuff. Uh, that's another, I'm guessing from the silence, neither of you have seen this movie, correct? Eating Raul, no, but I believe you have mentioned it. Yeah, we didn't watch it the last time you nominated it for a movie. Did I nominate it or did I put it I on don't the. Know. Cause the I don't know. Because I just searched the, about it. Yeah, it's I just okay. searched the screening stuff and uh, I don't see I'm, it on the I don't on think parents. we should limit too much on repeat it's, pairings yeah it's not on here Especially if they're far enough apart. i don't think you did i just think you mentioned it uh yeah. before i was just giving you shit about it i'll do death race I, 2000 and then eating raul to clean up the night it's it's fun it's it's another like it's just so quirky and it just relies so much on their like absurd dialogue and interactions and stuff um it's 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 a treat. It's another one I really like. I don't know. I'm a, I, I love Parbel, Paul Bartel, um, who, of course, once enlisted Hulk Hogan to fight Gremlins, um, which isn't that what we should all do. You know what else he did was set up. Uh, oh, I cannot remember the actor's name, but he's in Caddyshack, too, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever watched Caddyshack, too. Um, hey, don't. I just know the joke from the ESPN commercial. Um, where they're asking different caddies, like, hey, what's the best movie about ca- uh, caddies? <laughs> and they're like, Caddyshack, Caddyshack, Caddyshack. You know, and they're all answering, like, what's the worst movie about caddies? Caddyshack 2. And then, like, that's the... Ooh. Yeah, I was... uh, <laughs> Lost Remote Podcast, we rank the movies we saw. Brian, I just want to get the disappointment out of the way of how you feel about well, this. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> Your top three are Ghostbusters, New Nightmare, and Batman Returns. Your bottom three are Phantom Empire, <laughs> Carrie movie, and Sundown, The Vampire in Retreat. Uh, what uh, part of your list would you like to go to? Let's just head up from uh, Phantom Empire and see where we can get Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, Terror Train, Basket Case 2, X-Ray, Stay Alive, The Crawling Eye, Tales form to the dark side. People under the stairs. Stop. Okay. Uh, I'll put this above the crawling eye. Okay. The line of demarcation has been broken. Just a little bit above. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. The very minimum above the crawling eye. <laughs> hey, it is a line of demarcation. It is. It stood the test of time for about six weeks. It's like a. Yeah, a quality yeah, everything barrier. around the, Where, crawling, where's the crawling eye at. Right, yeah, just put it, put it put it below that. Uh, Zachary, your top three: Ghostbusters, The Lost Boys, and Caesar, Gremlins. Caesar, Caesar. Uh, your bottom three: Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, Scary Movie, and Phantom A Empire. Where would so you like to go? Start from the bottom. Oh. Green engines. Go to the top. I mean, uh, double dragon. Empire, Basket case to two. Squirm. We just read those. For Brian. 
No, I read yours. Yeah, yeah, I know. I said it's it's okay. Keep going. Keep going. X-ray. Don't stay alive. Remote control. Tales from the dark side. Crawling eye. People under the stairs. Pumpkinhead. Edward Scissorhands. Feast. Okay, you guys too. Okay, I like this more than I like Feast. Okay. Feels like so it's got it got way up there. I just don't remember the list because it's been so long. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm like I don't know where to place this stuff. Okay. So occasionally I got to hear some of it, and it drives you crazy when I do. That's fine. That's fine. You, you got your place. <laughs> it's just like it's like start from the bottom. Up. Okay, I want it fifth from the top. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I will put this at number three. <laughs> yeah. I will put it above the top three. I just heard. Hey, you know that's going to happen to you one time now. You, <laughs> it might not uh, be soon, but it'll happen. Uh, oh yeah. It might know. be. It might be next season. All right. <laughs> um. Okay. So my top three. I show Ghostbusters, Batman Returns, and Edward Scissorhands. Bottom three: Scary Movie, Sundown, The Vampire and Retreat, and The Phantom Empire. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to scroll kind of up here. Um, <clears throat> so kind of like mid-tier, I've got kind of from low going up, I've got Poltergeist 2, Evil Dead 2, Blob, New Nightmare, Adam's Family Values, Ghostbusters 2, Burbs, Lost Boys, Monster Squad. <laughs> oh... I will put this centered around the burbs. Jeez. Yeah. I, I this is this is the kind of cheese like this is just right in my wheelhouse. Um uh is better, lost boy is better, burb is better. Huh. I think I want this right above Ghostbusters 2. Maybe right below. So there's that weird little bit of like disappointment in the way Ghostbusters 2 did things. <laughs> but like, like, I'm astonished. How so? Uh, it, 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 you're having so much trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I love it. how you struggle. You struggle, sir. <laughs> I know. I so too. hard. Well, because I, you know, I take it, like, I have my little, like, what I weigh versus what, you know. Uh, no, 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 I get it. I'm going to put it right below the burbs, right above Ghostbusters 2. Final hmm. answer? Yeah. <laughs> good, I already copied good, and good. pasted the lines. Done. It's official. Done. So. Good job. Well, proud of you. Even though I said I'd, I'd watch Solar Babies with this, uh, I didn't. I did actually watch another movie with this, though. Yeah, what'd you I watch? I uh, the Brady Bunch movie. Yes, I started that the other it's, week. It's, uh, it's leaving HBO. Yeah. And I always. It's a good I, call out. Like, that's the first thing I usually check is what's leaving HBO because it's usually <laughs> yeah. something I didn't even know was on HBO. It's just like right. okay. So <clears throat> I Holds actually up pretty well, watched... right? Hold on, two seconds. Yeah, so. I, uh, yeah, I love watching it. Yeah. All right, that movie. So what I actually watched with this, and I think I nominated it for a movie not that long ago, uh, Space Dundee. Truckers. Space Truckers. Yeah, Space Truckers. It was man. on Tubi, and it was like, hey, you watch this. Would you enjoy this? I'm like, 
those movies have nothing to do with each other, but yes, I would like to watch Space Truckers. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I still haven't done that one. I'm waiting for someone to put it here, I guess. Space Truckers! Space Truckers! Uh, Okay. Uh, What have we been watching lately? Anything to toss out? I... I am excited that I will not have to go to a theater to watch the Batman because it will be on HBO Max on April 18th. Ooh. I, I watched Rocky Four. Very, very topical. Is it is it as yeah. good as Rocky IV? <laughs> Boo! Yeah. Was that before or after <laughs> you saw this? Were you feeling some Stallone? Is that what's going on? Uh, I think I I just uh, it was kind of that, but I was just like, you know what? It was it was it was me checking to see it was leaving HBO, and all of the Rocky movies are on HBO when they're leaving this yep. month. So Speaking I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch Rocky Four. <laughs> Speaking of Brian, uh, just to toss this out here, they're looking for seedy looking characters next week for Stallone's show for the day uh, on the 19th. If you'd like to. <laughs> kind of like be in the background in Stallone's show. What's Stallone's show? Uh, Tulsa King. He's filming in around Oklahoma City in Tulsa. Mobster oh, out of jail, cool. kind of doing stuff yeah. again. Yeah, he's... Uh, uh, my dad's working on it. Um, I thought about... I, I had something come up next mid-next week, but there was like... They needed extras to be hanging out in the strip club for the day. And I was like, I mean, a hundred bucks, let's go. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah. I'm I'm still they, keep watching all, for stuff on it. Is it all paid in singles? I yeah, you walk <laughs> out and they just rain your per DM on you. Um, but no, it's a Paramount Plus series yeah. that'll be coming out later this year. Um, they did some oh. downtown and airport Tulsa stuff, but a lot's here and like at the uh, like the sound stage that they put in downtown and stuff like that. The one across uh, in the in the old in convention the, uh, period. Yeah. But they were shooting on 39th the other day. Um, you know, they're out and about. It's pretty cool. So I uh, did watch two shows in our little hiatus that nobody mm-hmm. really knows about because of our random drop schedule. Um, yes. I watched uh, one I will recommend, and it's the new Stephen Merchant written show on Amazon Prime called The Outlaws. Okay. Very fun. Very good. Uh, British I already humor, watched uh, it. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty good. I, I'm a big fan of Stephen Merchant, so um, you know who I'm talking. You know who that is, Arthur? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. He was uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, he and Ricky Gervais created The Office, which the British Office, which then in turn created the American Office. So, and he's also, I believe, the person that actually came up with uh, lip sync battle, uh, did it at parties, and then Fallon took it to. Uh, you know, his show and then put it on TV. So that's uh, Stephen Merchant was doing that with celebrities at parties, but he's very good stuff. And then the other uh, travesty I watched, or the travesty I watched was, uh, I know what you did last summer, the TV show, avoid this at all costs. It, they do not know what they want to do halfway through it. And it's like at the conclusion, you feel cheated because, oh shit, we have to end this. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. That's such a yeah. good review though. Like now really I want to see it. <laughs> so, uh, we'll I see. asked Arthur it's and the magical art of creating a mystery without an answer, mm-hmm. and then being forced to come up with an answer. 
and you suck uh, at it. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I will take a, uh, the end of Lost over the end of this. <laughs> because at least there was a kind of a, well, you know it might have been a, it might have been a hop jump and a skip conclusion but there was kind of a conclusion <laughs> well i can't really comment on that cuz i never watched lost but you know it's it's the whole hey mystery it it i've i've sh- i've shit on it before the whole mystery box yeah. form of storytelling which essentially yeah, I mean, they Put a box out there with a question mark. The box is empty. There's nothing inside of it. They just want you to be intrigued by the fact that there's a mystery box. Yeah, yeah and if, if, you know, that could be executed so well if somebody actually had the plan or they knew where they were going instead of, you know, and slowly building towards it. Like, you know, you keep well, a mystery the, the, and you actually are able to key, reveal something. The true key to the mystery box is you have no story, idea. What the storytelling is, is you shouldn't answer that question. Yeah. If you're point. going to go mystery box, don't answer the question. So, uh, a couple, whenever you I let, watch that. You let fans do that. Uh, whenever I watched, uh, I don't know what you did last summer, <laughs> I asked Arthur and Brian if they'd seen it, and they both replied <laughs> no. And I put, and my response was, you guys should keep it that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, hey, it's, 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 so, so I was looking through Amazon since you mentioned the show and I wanted to add it to a list. And pretty quick. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> You're going, what are you, which show are you talking about? Tell me Outlaws. you're talking about Outlaws. Okay. Outlaws. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted to add it to the list because I wouldn't have thought about the title. Um, no, so like pretty soon on that, like the line of like things we think you'll like. Uh <laughs> So it tossed up one of those like '90s Cynthia Rothrock martial arts movies, Rage and Honor, and I noticed they have this option for watch party. And I, on some of these bad movies, sometimes we should try to like sync up and watch one together, like yeah, because it'll do like the uh, it doesn't have it for everything, but on one of these like just bad ones, if we find it on Amazon, we should we should sync it up and maybe do a follow up like react or something sometime. Okay. Yeah. But I mean like did you ever watch any of those Cynthia Rothrock ones? Like uh I've never seen one all the way through. I've seen clips and pieces of them though. You seen like uh, that 10 minute death fight thing where the guy got yeah, like, stuck on the that, fish hook. Yeah. That's usually what I see is the her the fight scenes of them and uh I have seen one of her movies. She was in uh if I'm thinking of the right woman is is she in uh the Corey Haim movie. Uh, bitch, I can't think of what it is. He, him and his dad are thieves. God, uh, I, no I got nothing. I got nothing, too, and it drives me crazy. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know what it is, but go ahead, Arthur. Oh, I was just saying, they just they always have great descriptions of, like, yeah, like, hold on, where did the... Stuff like this always just gets me. Hold on, two well, seconds. Speaking of useless information, I did watch Hudson Hawk before it left <gasps> HBO. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. It, that Hudson Hawk left HBO and popped right on to uh, Netflix. An oh, inner it. city school teacher uses the discipline of martial arts to set her students on the right path, becomes involved in a police investigation of drug trafficking and gang warfare. She becomes professionally and emotionally involved with an Australian cop on special assignment <laughs> in L.A. <laughs> so it's so bad. Uh, 
emotionally and physically. Um, the movie I was thinking of is called Fast Getaway. Fast Getaway. Yep, that's who it is. I knew it. Anyway, uh, no, we watched. Uh, I had my buddy in from England, and he—they don't have an HBO equivalent, I guess. Nope. And so uh, we made sure to watch Peacemaker while he was here. Rewatch went well on that. Been kind of rewatching The Office lately. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing really in horror uh, line or anything like that. I, uh, I've heard. Morbius is a horror show, uh, <laughs> and not in a fun way. No, no, it was. <laughs> it's exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah, um, we, we talked about that before. I don't know if it was on here, but we've talked about it. I did. Huh? Got the shitty touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let Everything out. he touches. He Let should out. avoid. Pl- he should avoid playing comic book characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually, funny enough is I don't know of any movies of his that I've either seen or liked him in. I Watch don't Requiem know what he's for in. a dream. That's one. But that's like an ensemble flick, so it's also uh, quite a while ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. But it's still fantastic. No, I, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm just I saying, say like, it's fantastic because what he did in it. Yeah, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. He's really good in. He's okay in the little things I seen with that. Uh, Denzel. And uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I mean the that movie's okay. I, I just don't know what he's in. No. Yeah, because it's... I don't watch it, types of movies. And then when he decided to migrate to movies I'm likely to watch, he has not done a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> He's Paul Allen in American Psycho. I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. I forgot about that. <laughs> he wants to kill him because he has a better business card. Yeah. Interesting. Again, stuff that's 20 years ago. It's hard to like link it with who he is now. So. Yeah, I don't care. Still fantastic. Early I know, stuff I'm is just... great. Yeah. I think there is a uh, YouTube video of of that scene with the business cards, but the business <laughs> cards are replaced with like. Pokemon cards or oh, something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is hilarious. <laughs> I love that scene. Like, that's like Angry Hitler, the Angry Hitler meme. Oh, yeah. That 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 Hitler has is... been used so many times to great effect. Yeah. Um, it's always a good one. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, I mean, that little Angry Hitler shout-out goes to Herman the German. <laughs> Herman the German. Herman the German. Hi-ya. That lovable Herman the German. Okay. Uh, what? They really are... humanized Nazis in that movie. <laughs> it it definitely was a future where they had come back a little bit. Like, yeah, but they, they weren't had just a, like... Had like a little cheering it, section. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's like, take Nazis and then add a good sense of humor. Yeah. To the Nazis. So you're telling me if they you wanted from a selling Illinois? point for Death Race 2000. Well, the yeah, Germans, they were from Milwaukee. The they weren't quite Illinois Nazis. I was wishing they would have been. Yeah. With the uh, Blues Brothers reference, that would have been great. Uh, yeah. I hate. Oh, that'd been nice. Nazis. I know when they said Milwaukee, I was like one state. You've just missed it by one state. 
kind of spread <laughs> out, you know. It's just a different chapter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we watching next? Well, I believe that's me. And uh, as I've stated, I've been trolling the Last Chance mm. in HBO, and I I found our next target. I'm like, ooh, okay, we're gonna go back to back to form, and we're gonna watch the original Amityville Horror. Oh. It's leaving uh, April 30th, so our audience won't be able to watch it. Ha ha. <laughs> we sure can catch it beforehand. I mean, maybe it'll be on like Netflix like two weeks later. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but what's also leaving is the remake as well, right next to each other. List. Oh, awesome. So, do um, you know who is in the remake? Ryan Reynolds. Green Lantern. Do you know who else is in the remake? <laughs> uh, you. Mother freaking Rachel hit McAdams. girl. Oh. <laughs> is it? Oh yeah. Hit girl's in it. Yeah. She plays the daughter. No, the uh, I think it's Melissa George is the the spouse from uh, Thirty Days a Night. I've watched Anyways, the remake. I've, I don't think I've seen the original. I've watched oh. the remake once. I've seen the original. Uh, I'm 38, probably 24, 25 years ago. Oh, I. So that's cool. Did the half scares there? And maybe it was a little side thing if we want to watch the uh, remake as well. You can but do it. My but you assignment. Can't pair them. My, no, no, you can't pair them. But like, I was just like, you know, we could probably con- contrast and compare them if we wanted to. Yeah, I'll if, probably if watch you both. felt like doing it, yeah, you know, because they're both leaving. So who knows when or where they'll, where they'll show up later? I don't know yeah. if I'll get to meet that stretch goal or not. But. I thought you. I thought your movie you were going to pick, Brian, was going to be Beetle Guys. Huh. Beetle nice. fruit, Beetle drink. Beetle breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's it's on the HBO Max now. Beetle juice. That's it. I <laughs> <laughs> can't tell you. <laughs> and Poltergeist three is leaving as well. Oh no! April thirtieth. Well, I'm not picking that. But yeah, I already picked my. The assignment is Amityville Horror. So yeah, check it out. And I'm looking to find another thing to just damper Arthur's spirits on horror movies. So uh, I'm just just joking. That's not the goal. I, I will probably actually pick something next that I've seen. You know what else is leaving on the 30th? What? My Bloody Valentine 3D. Never seen that either. Uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D is fun. I heard all about it. I listened to I listened to uh, Arthur and uh, Casey talk about it on the Useless yeah. Knowledge podcast, and so now I feel like I don't need to watch it. It's <laughs> not how it uh-huh. works, Zach. Visual meeting. Medium. <laughs> hey, Arthur. You know what I was really happy with in our your review this week What's is that? that you actually knew what character David Carradine played in this movie. <laughs> is he in sundown <laughs> man quit bringing that movie up man that movie is such a damned letdown. yeah oh, i'll yeah, never let anyone just, forget it either it's just wasted potential we, we see it in movies all the time but never like that no well, well 
They're trying I, to do. Okay, they're trying to, to catch to, up in modern stuff, but yeah. To be honest, if you watched Sundown when it came out, you wouldn't think <laughs> it was wasted potential because you wouldn't have been f- uh, familiar with all the Bruce Campbell uh, greatness of like you know what I mean. That like, is incorrect. I wouldn't yes. have thought it was crap because I was basically undeveloped <laughs> as a human being because I was just but a child. I was a gushy mess. That's what I'm saying. I was primordial goo. Oh, like, you weren't you weren't familiarized with how awesome Bruce Campbell is and other things. At like 1991. I That's like saying, so. Zach. Let's be clear. You're saying that I would think eating dirt was the best thing ever until I realized that cake existed. Brian, I used to watch you eat dirt every day when we were children. I didn't know you. <laughs> I don't think I ate dirt. <laughs> I don't think you did either. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> we had no, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Elsewhere. My point was is it wouldn't be as big of a meet a letdown if you watched it when, you know, when I watched it and you knew it was crap, but you still enjoyed it. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. But Zach, that's not that's not how things unfolded. <laughs> but that's not how it really happened at all. No, no, no. Remember? Oh. Did y'all watch... Remember uh, Chewbacca? Did you watch Death on the Nile? No. no. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> the new Poirot movie? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Is it on HBO Max already or whatever? It was. I don't know. Dude, it was on HBO Who? Max, Hulu, and something else. I saw it on three different streaming services at the same time. Wow. So I was, I was like, "Whoa!" Screw you, theaters. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did you watch them all at the same time? I didn't uh, watch them all at the same time. <laughs> that would have been a I good was, move. I was really surprised to see uh, Army Hammer in a movie. Yeah, I don't think that's going to come up too many more times. <laughs> I think that was shot before. You really think that was shot that long ago? It might have been. Mm, I don't think he was hired in the last year. Yeah, good point. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Army Hammer, the dude who was uh, in the new Man from Uncle and the Lone Ranger he's, and stuff like that. He, he's the Winklevi from uh, it was from Social Network. Winklevi. So some stuff came out in the last like two years where like. He was in like a cannibal sex cult style thing. Like that was his thing. He'd like message women about wanting to eat their fingers and drink their blood. Well, and then you there was also have a hobby. Yeah. Well, and then there's like <laughs> deeper, more problem level relations that he had and stuff like that. But like it got really weird really quick. And like a shoot, like one movie he was going to be a part of, like it was like, nah. And then something else. And he kind of fell off the face of the earth. So like, I'm guessing his scenes were shot before. <laughs> so you're, you're guessing they shot this in like 19 and then just finally like, yeah. screw it, put it out there on streaming. Like they were holding uh, on to it. I feel like, uh, I feel like some of level which, of I have been watching something else and that's, um, I've been watching uh, the, uh, tr- the uh, defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Ooh. Oh, I've not watched that yesterday. 
Yeah. Sounds I, I, en- I enjoy trials. Some, some witnesses are better than others, I'll just say that. <laughs> I uh, was bored to tears listening to Johnny Depp's sister. <laughs> Such a weird... <laughs> oh well, my gosh. Principal was... photography began September 30th, 2019 in England. Uh, yeah, I'm reading it right now. <laughs> shooting lasted until December 8th, 2019. Oh. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad to see, though, even though he filmed it, they did go ahead and release it with him in it, and they didn't do like a whole. No. Uh, they should Army have of the Dead situation. They should have brought in Tig Notaro to play the character. Like no, I was going to suggest the, uh, the dude that they replaced uh, Kevin Spacey with, the really old dude. <laughs> Christopher Plummer? <laughs> <laughs> was it Christopher Plummer that did it? I don't know. Right. What was that hey, movie? Replaced all the close-ups with Peter Dinklage. Ooh. That would have worked. That, like my idea for Three Ninjas. Sometimes. And that kid out of All right. Uh let's wrap it up, kids. Um we'll uh I don't know. I don't know what else is next. We're gonna watch some Vidiville horror and not look at our houses the same way coming up. And I don't know, we're getting towards the summer. We might be headed for hiatus a little. We'll talk about it. Mind a little summer vacation, but you don't get vacations, sir. No, that's not true. It's gonna be a busy time. So anyway, uh, Brian, you wanna take yep. it home? Sure, folks. This is gonna be a short one. I I don't know if I could give any better advice, really. But when the death race starts, for the love of God, don't go outside.